Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. Oh, fuck. That's me. Stace Babcock. That's my line. <laughs> and Alex Finn. Who am I now? Da 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 da. All right. Okay. Welcome to our three part Abacus Stella routine. Tell us if it worked. <laughs> Who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Alex. Okay. So, in theory, I understand what happened because we just did it, right? So, Aster was all like, hey, you're all going to die. And Chacha's like, yeah, everyone dies. Just like everyone poops. She didn't actually say that, but like, I feel like that should be another children's book, maybe. So, <laughs> Aster was going to kill Vlad, and Vlad's like, hey, maybe like hold your son back. And Dilly was amazing. It was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in control. And he was, but then he felt the pain, but managed to climb some stairs. It hurt. It hurt yeah. a lot. It's like stairs after leg day. Fuck it. You can't do it. And then start going through some realms. Tra la 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 la. We found a stasis pod, forgot about the three NPCs and stuck what's his nuts in there. Race? Race. Okay. You know, instead of the guy with the half an arm and the other guy who doesn't have half an arm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That description just like sent me and I love it so much. We found a disintegrating jade orb that was like six feet wide. We found some tummy tubes that gave Dilly and Chacha plus one edge to edge or effort? Edge. Edge, edge to intellect permanently and we were just like hell yeah jack me on and we did not get the mutations but the guy without half an arm he did yes the guy without half an arm <laughs> that is his permanent description to <laughs> me now i'm sorry and so now he has two heads but it sounds like he's missing half an arm when the guy without half an arm is the guy with the whole arm <laughs> that's what makes it so beautiful this oh one is named Mika, and one is named Hola. The one without half an arm. Yeah, the one without half an arm. Is Hola. Okay. Well, now Hola has two heads. No, Mika's right? got two heads. No, Mika has two heads. Oh, but wait. I thought the guy without half an arm jacked on. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so the guy with half an arm would be Hola. Okay. So Mika has two heads. And two entire arms. Ooh, yeah. Oh, speaking of arms... Aster and Dilly had a little conversation huddle moment. And when they found a tinkering bench, they were just like, hey, we could do some Doc Ock moments. But then we kept going through the dungeon. We met our super fun flirty counterparts in the mirror world <laughs> where we could have souped up powers. And Vlad's like, man, mine's kind of chunky and evil. <laughs> And we were all just like, man, I'm kind of cool with mine. No, we weren't. Uh, Dilly was kind of like, I don't like what this applies. (laughs) Nyx was extremely hesitant. (laughs) Oh, Chacha was fine with hers. But everyone was just like, "Mm." Oh, we should have pulled out Hubert at that point. Oh, fuck. Missed opportunity. Dan, can you recon that for us? Tell us what Hubert looks like in the mirror. Dan, please. Wait, how would we know what... Hubert saw. You'll have to find another alternate universe mirror. Uh, oh. 
But anyway, we made it through the dungeon and we made it to sweet, sweet freedom. And then what's her name? Adria. Adria. Adria was just like, listen, I've been in this cave for too fucking long. I need that sweet, sweet freedom air. Ran out of the dungeon. Oh, she got air. (laughs) She got air, all right. (laughs) (laughs) To look for like an outcropping. So I guess take shelter under and was immediately taken off by like the great flying eagles or something. Ah! Just like, oh, no. And we're kind of wondering what's going to happen. I choose to imagine it as the eagle from Rescuers Down Under. Oh, yeah. To me, I'm imagining it as like the two giant eagles from the Magic Tavern. I'm like Lord of the Rings style. Just like No, that's what they're based off of. It's like okay. a kind of spoof. Because <laughs> you said are the blue. Or like the peregrine falcon in Secret Life of Pets. Oh, yeah. Apparently there's a shitload of those in New York City. I did not realize that until a few years ago huh. when I was watching a nature show. They've apparently adapted to using the skyscrapers like cliff faces. Oh, oh yeah. that's pretty nice. They hunt pigeons mostly. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. You've just seen Adria get taken away by this huge bird-like creature. She got impaled with talons who went through her body. And she got carried away, often heading towards the clouds above. Her scream is still echoing. Wow. I imagine all of us just standing there in a line, just like silent watching that happen. Just like, huh. No, Nix has got her little notebook out. She's writing it down. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming we don't want that to happen. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. That's a... Wow. That is a new one. Yo, the ninth world. Right. Ninth world. <laughs> I think Vlad and I can like probably provide us cover, but I'm running on fumes right now. Can we make camp, please? How about we like do it just while that orb is? It's kind of cold out here. Nix, you are starting to feel a bit sluggish. Nix like slowly sits down. <laughs> How much warmth is she getting from Hubert the Second? It's probably the only warmth you're feeling. It's very comforting against your chest right now. Aww. Like, you think you'd almost, like, be tempted to just go to sleep if it wasn't for Hubert cuddling you. And it's partly the warmth, and then partly you don't want to miss any of this, because it feels really good. Ooh. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Daniel, what are you planning? Like, if I ask, you have to tell me. <laughs> Is Hubert the, Hubert the second a cop? You have to tell us. <laughs> Bear the second appears to just be an adorable furry sphere. Insight check. Really likes Nyx. I don't think Nyx would feel a need to insight check this adorable little guy. I guess we're making camp. Who's doing first watch? I can. I mean, like, you should probably go to like. I feel like, Dilly, you should just sleep. You did get some major upgrades today. Yeah. And, like, we have Vlad, who could take your place, right? How many watches in a night, Numenera? Is it four? Um, up here on the mountains, if you want to be only moving in daylight, you probably need at least three watches. Okay. At least at this time of year, with the constant snows. Okay. I don't mind taking first watch, just because I think I can at least stay awake for a little bit longer, but then once I go to sleep, I'm just going to be dead. So, I don't mind taking first watch. Dilly, why don't you do a half watch and I'll... Relieve you, Vlad says. Sounds good to me. 
uh, I, uh, probably shouldn't do watch unless we build a fire. Fair enough. I'm on that. Patch is going to use her pyromaniac skill to start fires safely. And Vlad says, between Dilly and I's watch, it shouldn't be a problem. We'll probably have to put out the fire by the end of our watches, but Dilly and I should be able to cover up the fire with an illusion. Yes. All right. Okay. So, Dilly, give me a perception roll of nine. Perception is intellect, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. For your little effort, bring it to a six. Get a four anyway. Your watch passes without anything interesting happening, you think? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so nervous. So Vlad gets up to relieve you, Dilly. You're not exactly sure how he knows. It's almost like he wakes up almost on like a timer, but there's no obvious way of keeping that time. He built an alarm clock. And he wanders over to you and says, or you go to sleep and you already feel like his power shaping an illusion that matches yours so that you can drop the one that you have. Mm. And he looks at you and says, everything been okay? I'm worried about you. Uh, I mean, I'm alive, which is pretty good. I may have taken on more than I want to down there, but despite that, it seems like communication between me and Aster has eased a bit, which I think might be a good thing, so I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. I guess it's you, as long as you can maintain control, yourself free of any negative influences. Right, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Lucky for me, Aster doesn't have a whole lot to work with, and Dilly just kind of shows his not incredibly athletic body. Blod looks at you up and down and says, I'm not so sure about that. Dilly, you want to know how I took care of that barrier that was keeping us from moving forward in the tunnels? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you just, like, touched it and then... Didn't touch it. I used illusions for a while, but I figured out what frequency that whole solid wall depended on. And I made a tiny illusion, no bigger than a pinprick, that disrupted that pattern. It took time, but I'm telling you it's something you could do too. Okay. Till like froze his brow like what what was that wall made of? Was it just like solid light? Was that how you were able to do that? It was solid light. Oh. But while those things are extremely resistant against force, you finesse the right approach, that pattern is fragile. Not many can do the thing that you and I do. That's a that's incredible. I never thought I could... I never thought these illusions could do anything except just kind of draw over what was already there. That makes sense. Yeah. But the illusions are light. The drip doesn't change people's perceptions. It changes the light fooling the eye. Yeah, that's something I always struggled with, because I could... Because, like, and it, like, daily pulls out, like, a glow globe and just, like, kind of, like, turns the face, like, inside the cave and, like, kind of lights it as, like, lowest setting. Like, see... I could do this, and then he, like, casts a, like, black box over it. It's like, you can't see the glow globe, right? That's covered. But you see how, like, the glow globe's light is still coming through? He nods and says, well, there are two options. And he reaches out a finger, and it touches the edge of your black cube. And all of a sudden, that cube shatters, and the light comes out. And he says, or you can do this. And he reaches past the cube and touches your hand. And you feel a moment of connection. And you can see the illusion, the light, reforming until it becomes a perfect black cube holding in the light and your glow glow is not shining beyond. It's not something you feel comfortable like you could do regularly yet, 
but you can feel almost like you're riding co-pilot as Flat does it. And he says, you'll get there. And he pulls his hand back, and the cube vanishes, and there's just a glow globe there. Holy shit. How did you learn how to do this? Hard work. And I had a mentor, but she passed a long time ago. We're not the only ones, Dilly, that can do this, but we're rare. I think Dilly just kind of continues to stare at the glow globe, just reeling with what that what this could mean. Thank you for showing me this. Get some sleep, Dilly. I know you need it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to sleep. The rest of the night passes without incident. Nice. It is now morning. If anybody wants to make the recovery rolls through those 10-hour recovery rolls, go nuts. Yee. You look dissatisfied, Samson. I'm just a little worried. That's all. I mean... Why worried? I'm just worried. It's fine. Do, you, do I need to tear up and help you? <laughs> uh, no. No, this could be fun. This could be fun. What's the What's the situation, Samson? Uh, just single digits across all pools. That's fine. What? Damn, yeah. Dilly. Even after all those rolls? <laughs> I already had the action 10-minute-an-hour recovery rolls spent. Oh. I got impaired at some point. I think it was... Oh. Was it oh, the right. skinless yeah. buffnets? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the goats. Yeah, so Dilly wakes up feeling like shit. God, I could feel every wire. Ugh. Yeah, it's still... You can still feeling it burrowing through your flesh. Oh, oh God. Yikes. Occasionally, you can hear a happy sigh from the back of your head from Astro. Uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. I just had the... Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Get your mind out of the hentai gutter, Samson. Sorry, it lives there sometimes. It? As me, Alex. I'm like, you know, the cl- Pennywise from It in the hentai gutter, beckoning you to come play. <laughs> we got all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask on what? <laughs> oh man, now I really do want a Garrus waifu pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. Matt. Keep going, you broke Stace. <laughs> <laughs> Would your husband even be mad, Stace, if you just had a Garrus body pillow? Yeah, because he would probably view that as a betrayal of my love for Liara. True. Oh. I'm I'm going to find a Liara body pillow for you. I don't think they're officially offered, which is bullshit. I think they just offer Tally. No, no. I mean on Etsy. No, there's a Liara body pillow on Etsy. Ooh. Okay. Um, back to our actual, what we're supposed to be doing. God damn. So we were lamenting Dilly's impending death. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Sure. So it is now morning and Vlad says, I've been looking. As best I can, when there's been a break in the clouds at the stars, I'm pretty sure that we are still along the Riage in Thamor. And he points at a map to these people says, this is roughly where I think I am. And they look as like, oh, our village is a little bit from here, but it's it's nearby. It's at where this river meets the foothills. All right. And Vlad says, that's farther than we'll be going but uh we'll travel with you until the fork in the path fair so it takes about a day or two of travel probably closer to two days kind of stretching the length of the day you guys are getting down to where there's less snow and there is definitely like a branch in the path that people are following here it's not a great path it's still pretty shitty but these npcs these mika and hola 
are heading down the path to the right, and you guys would be going down the path to the left, according to Vlad. And Vlad says, as the other two leave, obviously, race needs attention. We need to get him to a safe house. Isn't he still in the pod? Medical attention, Chacha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the other two go down their way, and Vlad leads you down to the left. And you guys travel for a day, and you make camp. And Vlad says to Chacha, are you okay if we bubble? I need to explain some things to these two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Any requests? I mean, like some chill mountain tunes would be cool. All right. <laughs> so, so, some um, John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> would good food smells help, or would that just be worse? I mean, I think I would come out of the bubble hangry then. All right. And your head suddenly has a bubble around it, and it has mountain music, essentially. As we think of it in the ninth world, it's a mixture of string instruments and strange percussion instruments. Awesome. And there is an ongoing smell of lavender all around. And Vlad turns to Dilly and Nix and says, Okay, first things first. Nix, I notice you've been journaling a lot, and so have you, Dilly. Nix, can I ask a question? Is that actually your traveler journal? Oh, yeah. I only have one journal, you know. And did you have any mentions of the Guardians or <coughs> details of individuals in there? Man, I'd have to, like, read back. Okay. Do you, by chance, write your journals in a cipher of any kind? No. <laughs> okay. Depending on what you find when you look through it, you might have to remove some pages. We are a secret organization, and... As I understand it, traveler journals all make their way to the library at the Proofing Ground. So we can't have risks of our organizations being mentioned there. And let's prioritize teaching you some of our official ciphers and how we write in code within the organization. Might be a good idea long term to get a separate journal, one for sort of generic traveler information and one for if you're trying to take notes related to guardian activities. Man, that's, yeah. All right. I mean, like, I get what you're saying, Vlad, but, like, two journals is, like, a lot of journals. I might just not write anything, you know, down about the... Well, I mean, obviously we want to gather the knowledge, but, you know, if worse comes to worse, I'd rather you not write it than write it in a journal that somebody else could find it and deduce our identity. Yeah, legit. All right. So let me explain a few things. I don't want to overwhelm you with details, but we can at least talk a little bit about the structure of the Guardians. If it's anything similar to what I've experienced from other callers, you guys are probably coming in with only sort of a vague sense of what the organization is structured like. Yeah, I think Mama Jaren has possibly mentioned something about Proctors, or maybe you did. Yeah, probably both of us. So... Easy to explain. Proctors is sort of a management layer. They oversee all the other parts of the organization. We typically don't need to go so far unless we're doing something drastic in terms of approval. They tend to be almost more auditors than anything else. However, there are some divisions of them that are a little less scary than the auditors. There's the financial division. <laughs> um, some of us call them shin eaters, but 
I wouldn't do that to their face. There's the librarians, there are archivists. They have been studying everything that's been returned to try to figure out more information about what's through the door as well as any other threats. There are, um, I like to call them horde sitters. There are special proctors that are in charge of guarding important treasures. And like I said, there's auditors, which hopefully you'll never have to deal with. The horde sitters are usually like, like they look at like installations, ruins, or artifacts that can't be moved, or just like ones of like extreme importance that it could be either. Okay, there's not a canonical list. It's need to know about the horde sitters and where they're located. Right. Yeah. Of course. I'm not even 100 percent sure if the proctors know absolutely where all these things are, or if it's something that they have to consult specialists in their area. Then, of course. Beneath the proctors, we have a couple different situations. We have the callers, who are recruiters, like your Mama Sharon. We have the guides, who do most of the continuing education and training of guardians, but they are typically not part of the field operation. They tend to exist only at safe houses. Currently, because you have a contractor, we don't have a lot of flexibility in terms of sending you somewhere where there are it's easy access to guides. Then we have guardians and special guardians. Guardians are individual members, and special guardians are we run cells, essentially. We don't, none of us know exactly how many cells deep we operate. I run my own, I report back to a specific person. I have no idea how many cells removed I am. I have met with proctors in person, but never the same proctor twice. That's important to know. Right. Secrecy is important for our survival. Who's after us? Like, who are we hiding from? Well, one thing is because of the nature of part of our activities, which is, of course, filling the armory to protect humanoid kind. That's a massive amount of power, which most rulers in the Steadfast, I sure, I assume other places as well, but definitely the Steadfast would take issue to another organization having that much technology and power behind them. And we have competition for that information. Yeah, you're talking about, like, the dialogue and the groups that broke up into? Well, the dialogue is no more. All that's left from the dialogue are words. But while the words take up elements of what's out there, a real competition, the most unified competition, is the Amber Papacy the order of truth oh they seek knowledge for its own sake which is a noble endeavor but they focus so much on maintaining the peace in the steadfast to feed the amber pope's obsession with neighboring realms like lostre they lose sight of the bigger picture and things that go to them are often wasted or used as political capital and maintaining peace at the steadfast at the expense of the world. So does that mean the Guardians are like a worldwide organization? Just not like not just in the steadfast? Well, we extend farther than that. That I know. Obviously, I don't know all the details, but I know that one of the priorities of the Guardians has been exploration and expansion. Okay. Obviously, we can't cover everything, but there are so many places so many rich territories beyond the beyond and there are 
from what I understand, even worlds beyond that. And we've made an effort as an organization to expand that far, but for to remain secret, there's only so much any individual can know. So then is there like a, a central authority or like, I guess, more like an organizer, I guess, who kind of keeps all of this going in the same direction? That makes sense? The proctors collectively solve for that. Most proctors are an elected position. But that being said, I don't necessarily know anything about where the other proctors are coming from. It's quite possible that maybe I'm voting for somebody in my division that, and maybe the rest of them are plants. I don't know. How do you guys keep yourself honest then? The auditors. Who audits the auditors? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's difficult to answer that question. All I can tell you is that the auditors are very focused on everything following the exact rules of the organization. And they're not forgiving. And I can't think of anything in the ninth world that I'd be more terrified to stand in front of than one of the auditors. Okay. So uh, are we, like, stuck in your cell forever, or...? Not if I can help it. All right, yeah. First of all, I prefer to operate closer to Shamus, but as long as you are in my realm of light cell, essentially, that's not an option. We can't take you into Navarine unless there is a serious need. Well, how serious is serious? Because I think Nyx has some business to take care of in the north of Navarine. That's where the training grounds are. Didn't you have some questions that needed answering, Nyx? What questions? Vlad turns to Nyx. Personal questions, Vlad, like personal. All right. Are you sure you want to go there? I mean, from what I understand, they're looking to find you and turn you in. They're trying to acquire you at this point. Yeah, like one of them definitely was, but uh, like not to be rude, Vlad, but like, why do you care? There's a pause and he says, the caller recommended you and I trust her. She said that you were confused but that you had a good heart and you would find your way given time. Uh, wow. I, I really thought I <laughs> confused. Like she really, she said, she said confused. Yeah. She said you had a lot to process and not to push you too hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nix, I'm being honest with you because I get the feeling that you're the kind of person that doesn't want things shared with you. Sugarcoated. No, not really. No. So I'll tell you this. The caller said that you were confused, that you had great potential, and you needed to find your way, and that to be patient with any missteps. And I'm doing my best to honor that. You're like, you're not doing great. Um, That may be mutual, then. You want me to be patient with your missteps? I mean, in terms of gender performance. I'm doing my best to be patient, Nix, but you've demonstrated a repeated resistance to common sense. And worse, you've been potentially a bad influence on Dilly. Dilly has real potential within the Guardians. I, uh, hold on, I would not be alive if not for Nix and Chacha. These two have been the only thing that's been keeping me through these like past two months. Months is over it. The fact that you believe that, Dilly, that you think that's the reason you're still alive, 
and not your own abilities. That's what scares me. Yo, Vlad, like, I don't know what you're, like, trying to do here because you came in here hot, like, already apparently disliking Cha-Cha and, like, do you ask what happened? Do you try to find things out? No, you just make assumptions that we're out here, like, trying to do a bad job when we're just out here trying to do the best that we can. And, like, you want to yell at us for or be upset that Cha-Cha absorbed a freaking artifact? Well... Two people just ran through a machine room and became part machine, Vlad, on your watch. You were there. So, like, shit happens, and maybe instead of making assumptions with people you just met, you actually do your job, and you teach us the Guardian way of doing things. But, like, I don't know, man. Dilly say anything before Vlad responds? It does feel like there's some bias sometimes. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. What is Dilly saying in terms of mentioning the bias? What is he trying to hint at? I think Dilly kind of acknowledges that the three of uh, the three of them kind of like yeah, after like kind of being like reprimanded for letting Chacha absorb nature, mm-hmm. we kind of got away with some shit seemingly scot free while mucking around the ruin. Yeah, and later on, I have to observe and what you're doing. It was upset that you let Chacha absorb that artifact because we don't know what that effect that will have on the greater world. And fucking hell, you guys. She said that she wants to open the door. Yeah, we didn't know that was a thing until she said it. So that was new to us as well, actually. Okay, so that would be deception because Chacha has definitely talked about opening the door in front of Dilly. When? When did that happen? While back. A long time back. Like shortly after Buddy Cop told her that. Mm-hmm. Oh. That would be a 15 deception roll if Dilly really intends to deceive Vlad that way. Uh, I I would argue Dilly forgot since I forgot because I didn't think she mentioned a door. Well, we didn't know that it was that door. We just knew it was a door. Okay. So it didn't have any contact. I think Dilly would have to be pretty stupid not to connect the two. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Dilly, I think, kind of catches himself then midway. Like, I we never told Dilly. Oh, God, we've been through a lot of shit in, pe- in two months. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... It- that's my concern, Dilly. I mean, and and Nix is that the caller recommended that I give her a chance as a contractor, and that you know, again, you guys were contracting with her, you were responsible for her. But I'm deeply, deeply concerned about this debt she says she owes. What if she can't say no? What if her debt is that she opens the door and she can't refuse? These are all good questions we should have asked. Uh, I mean, what are you the what What are you doing though to like help with this situation or like figure it out? I'm, I'm asking you guys. What this is your contractor? What was your end game here? Well, first of all, we are new here, Vlad. Like, not really sure what everything entails, or like we know the first part of the like what the door is about or whatever. But what are you prepared to do if things reach their logical worst conclusion. If she stands in front of the door right now and you're there and she says she's opening it, what do you do? Yeah, if it gets to that point, that means that we've already done like everything that we could. Like that's unfortunate next. What do you want me to say, Vlad, that that we would kill Chacha in that moment? Like you've told us virtually nothing about what we're doing here. Like we got the recruitment speech, it sounded nice. 
But if honestly, if it sounds like this is something you're willing to just write off as an inevitable conclusion and write off a whole entire person, I'm not really down. So I sincerely hope, Vlad, that what you're saying isn't what it sounds like you're saying. I'm not saying you do anything now. I'm just saying if things go south, what we do. But you've already given me your answer. And he looks at Dilly. What are you prepared to do? Um, prevent things from going south. You mentioned someone named Prentice, who could also see things. Yes, Prentice is very similar to Cha-Cha. Could we talk to them? Or at least get Cha-Cha to talk to them? Maybe Prentice knows more about what Cha-Cha can see and can give her a better context. That is something I've been thinking about as well. But that wasn't the question I asked you, Dilly. If Cha-Cha stands at the door, ready to open it, what would you do? At this moment, I trust Cha-Cha more than the Guardians. So I would let... I would trust Cha-Cha in that moment. But I don't want to get to that moment, so I don't have to make that choice. And that, Dilly, is the thing that holds you back from greatness. (laughs) He drops the bubble from Cha-Cha and says, We should rest. It's been a long hike. Cha-Cha's going to kind of try and read the room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nix is giving Dilly just like a straight, like, what the fuck look. Dilly's kind of in his own head, but I guess notices Nix's look just like, what? No, not at, like, like what the fuck just happened? Like, what the fuck? Not at, it's not at Dilly. Oh, 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 oh. Dilly, uh, yeah, Dilly's just like shrugging, just like, I don't know, man. But not accusation, camaraderie. Okay, right. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, Dilly just shrugs and just like <laughs> wanders off a little bit to think. You guys have weird conversations when i'm in the bubble don't you yeah honestly cha-cha you you might have made like you keep doing you cha-cha and just uh let us know if any any like uh horrors or whatever show up i mean they've been pretty quiet which is concerning (laughs) do you see any of them cha-cha like at all does she give me a six perception roll 15 do you see that sort of pale furry wraith-like figure at the edge of the tree line where you are coming out in the mountains where there's just like, it's not huge. It's just like a small grove of pine trees before the next sheer cliff face. That same figure that you saw in the cave beneath the hives. So not buddy cop. I mean, not buddy cops here, but like that's a, I feel like they like share custody of watching me. Like this is not buddy cops weekend. This wraith-like figure motions to you, Cha-Cha, asking you to come near. They're about a short distance away, so probably 60 feet or so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my own conversation. You guys get bubble. And Cha-Cha, like, jogs over there. <laughs> <laughs> this wraith-like figure looks at you, Cha-Cha, says, We worry. I mean, I know, but, like, I'm not dead yet. Do you know what to do? The time comes... I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, like, we are, like, on the 50-50 point of if this door needs to be open, because I still do not know. The door must not be open. Okay, but, like, there is a favor that is now owed? We know. So? We can see it on you. Right, so, like... And their gaze looks down to your left wrist. I don't think I can get rid of it like this. Easy, unless, like, something bad were to happen to Buddy Cop and he needs to call in the favor for me to help him. Yes, and if the favor is too small, it turns into multiple favors. Listen, I'm not hinting you should do something to your co-parent of me. 
I'm just saying, if things were to happen to Buddy Cup. No co parent, Cha Cha. Just an interesting individual. I'm so sorry. It's gotten to this point. I mean, like, you take the good, you take the bad. That's the facts of life. I suppose that's true. I feel like somebody told me that once in a song. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching Stace's like brain work and just like. Mm. Yeah, that's the same thing I was doing. I know I said it wrong because I'm a little too drunk. No, you did it correctly. I just enjoy watching the world through Stace's pop culture filter. I have no, I have no idea, guys. Dillian's <laughs> over to next. Is she singing over there? Like in the end, it works. It's working out because I have like Dilly and Nick. So not if you open the door. I know, and so that's like kind of pushing me towards anti-door because like gotta keep Dilly and Nick's. But like, were things to happen to Dilly and Nick's, I mean, eh, I no longer have a nuclear option, so I have to go beyond nuclear. I see. They pause a moment and they hold out. Hey, and it's almost thick, like it's almost like a bear paw, almost. Oh, just you got the little toe beans. And yeah, and in the middle of all those toe beans, there is a small cube of almost insubstantial synth. Like you look at it, and you can definitely see it's not there, but it's something that you could pick up still, all the same. I guess Chatch is gonna pick it up. You pick it up, and this. Wraith-like figure looks at you and says, I think you'll make the right decision. This is the first step. And they fade away. And Cha-Cha, you're standing at this edge of the tree line, all alone. And Nix and Dilly, you were standing back with Vlad. And you were talking to Vlad about whatever, just the basics of how we're going to set up camp for the night. And Nix, you hear a staticky flash. And standing there in the snow, pale and clearly with eyes bloodshot from lack of sleep, he bags under her eyes. Her mother stands there in the snow and says, They're coming. It's not safe. They said your name. And then she vanishes. And that's where we're on this episode. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. They're coming. You're not safe. They know your name or that's what. What? Yeah. Yeah. I told you he was a bad idea. I called it. They're coming. We're not safe. They know your name. We're not safe. Not you're not safe. She was saying that Mm -hmm. she. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, Alex, something about this episode. I liked all of our tangents. I'm sorry (laughs) I did. Like how we just like stopped what we were doing and looked at things on Etsy and Amazon. Like we all forgot what we were doing and went to look at body pillows. Jokes on you. I didn't know what we were doing in the first place. <laughs> Jokes on you. I have no idea how much of that will make it to the final cut. Ooh. But yeah, I just, uh, Daniel, there are some things that need to be cut. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that Elon Musk body pillow needs to be cut. <laughs> it was a horror. Both from the episode and Etsy. Into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That rocket. From reality. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to yuck yeah. anyone's yum, but that was just uh, wow. It was just wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener in XP, to check out something we think you would really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners in XP to check out? Okay, we're going to the weird side of my brain, and I'm going to recommend the movie Ghost Ship. People have described it as the spiritual successor to 13 Ghosts because it is the same director. I think it was brought, I need to look up when it came out. It came out in 2002 and it's just like, it's like, holy shit. Like it's actually really fun to watch in a weird, disturbing way. But yeah, it's a horror movie about ghosts and ships. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. So a better summary is that... The main characters are ship salvagers. So basically, they go out into the sea and find like abandoned ships and bring them back and get paid for that. So think of it as like recycling, but sometimes it's illegal recycling. And just like, I don't know, there's something that happened that had these ghosts on this ship. Is it a spaceship or like? No, it is a like, it is similar to like the Titanic in... It's an ocean liner. Okay. I think it was like the idea was kind of based off of a lot of like the yield stories of like you just find a ship like floating out there and nobody be on board and you didn't know what happened. It's Billy Zane in this movie. Is he? Is he? Because I'll, I'll fucking watch a Billy Zane ghost movie. Um, da, 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 da. So it's got Juliana Margit, that woman from ER. I can't think of Billy Zane without thinking of. Either the Phantom or Zoolander. Yeah, I think of the Wheel of Time short that oh. was just like showed up on the internet one day. Nice. No Billy Zane, but it is worth watching if you can find it. Like people might disagree with me, but it is a well done movie and the effects are really amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I realize in my old age, I'm having a harder time watching modern horror movies because like the gore is like over the top and it's not tasteful it's like we're doing this because we want to see how far we could take it kind of like that one persona game one of the persona games they to change into the whatever you call it they sh- shoot themselves in the head Ooh, because they wanted to see if right. they could get away with it right damn i feel like this is kind of tasteful in the gore where it's not over the top there is one kind of plot device i find very problematic where they use like sexual assault as a plot device and you're just like did it need to happen right Mm -hmm. right. and that does not happen to my knowledge and so i appreciate that that's like one way to get me out of your series to have that as a plot device like not even like a quote-unquote good one where like no this help this meshes in the story right yeah ghost ship well if people wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about ghost ship or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, if they had to memorize one URL, it would be www.explorerswanted.fm. From there, they can find all our social medias, and I think also transcripts for episodes if they want that. Is that also a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can find that there on Twitter. We are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. If you want to hang out with us in our Discord, you can find that at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Additionally, if you wish to give us money and is within your means, patreon.com slash explorers wanted, where you can find character journals and 
episodes that only patrons can access. We also have mm-hmm. merch, TeePublic. There's a link on the website for sure for TeePublic and Redbubble, but we've been using TeePublic mostly because we have more designs there if you want to check out cool things like Fridays are for hangovers or the GM motto. <laughs> it has to be weird or I get bored. Famous mantra. Yeah, all that explorers want to .fm. Excellent. And if you like the show, even if you can't support us financially, the best thing that you could do for us is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I'm very serious. Like This makes a huge difference. We would love some new reviews. It makes a big difference to people checking out the show. And honestly, when we see that kind of feedback, it makes our hearts sing. If you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I just want to remind you that the fastest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Start there and climb up under the ribcage to get that sticky, sweet muscle hidden in his chest. If you want to reach out to me individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Fastest way to my heart is through the floorboards. I'm at Slam Potato. I need people to tweet at me the aliens meme. You know the one I'm talking about, Sanson. Aliens at Realty Unicorn oh. <laughs> on Twitter. And just like come into my Twitch chat and say aliens at T with a unicorn. I'll get it or I'll be super confused and it'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week for every week in your foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whatever you listen to this. And bye! Liara body pillow on Etsy. I, I just have to. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> why? What rabbit hole have you fallen down? Yeah. What'd you look up, Alex? Uh, I found it. <laughs> Come on, show the class. Come on. It's an anime style Elon Musk body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the cursed image? Yes. No. <laughs> Samson, what are you doing? Put it in I memes. Understand. Put it oh in my... meme supply. I'm going to put it in the chat. Don't click on it if you don't want to see it. I need to see this. I'm going to look. Oh, now the link is there. I have to click it. Jesus Christ. Uh, no. Jesus Christ. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all wow. right. Incredible. Get that to spaceship. <sighs> okay. It's- we need to get him to a safe house. Isn't he still in the pod? Medical attention, Chacha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll leave you to discuss that. Race needs taken care of. (laughs) No, Chad, put it away. No, don't push the pot over a cliff. (laughs) Oh, man, I got super distracted by that body pillow.
it's harrowing to look at. I'm going to share it with all my engineering friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you get can you get the Garrus body pill and then just put them up in the back of your uh, Twitch stream? Yeah. You think you think I won't? No, I, we know you will. I just want to make sure. Listen, listeners, this is all about. This is how you get the deep dive into us. I forgot we were recording for like a <laughs> solid two minutes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. We're back <laughs> after staring at blankets and body pillows. <laughs> yeah. This is why we can't so. get shit done. And bye. bye. Oh, man. We are so off rails. Like, holy shit.